Oh, now we are. Hey. Hi, <laughs> humans of the world. Wow, I was going to say the internet, but I guess, oh, I guess they listen on the internet. I don't really know. Um, welcome to Bloody Babbles Podcast. with us for a long time even from the beginning and we cannot say thank you enough and I know a lot of you have been asking a lot lately how do you make your own podcast well it's simple I use anchor anchor.fm which is the website or there is an app or you can go on your computer whatever you want to do it's the easiest way Um, it is run through Spotify so that is one of the first uh, platforms that you'll be able to distribute your podcast out onto and there's lots of different it'll stream to at least I think 10 different platforms or more um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown about how it works anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer so no matter where your setup is like you can start creating today today and tell me what your podcast name is because you know I'm gonna listen then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I know a lot of you have been asking for video. Don't worry, I'm working on it. With Anchor, creators can earn money, yes, yes, you heard that right, in a variety of ways, including ads like this one and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. That's what sold me even though it didn't have to sell me because it's free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy listening. Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by Bruch. Bruch is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the Bruch redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you just leave the dentist, a fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. Our listeners get 15% off their total purchase with code POD15, that's capital P-O-D-1-5. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. We've missed you. Yeah. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that uh, doozy of a freaking case last week. Or no, it wasn't last... No, it wasn't a case. It was our listener stories. Well, the case says. Case says. Did you guys like that? I hope you guys... Because I've already got... I've already started a um, second buddy babbles. Yes. (laughs) I've already started taking notes. I've already got another story sent in to us, so that was exciting. So, yes. So, I hope everybody liked that one. We had a lot of fun doing it. I had a lot of fun doing it. It was Mm -hmm. just everybody who reached out and a lot of, um, oh, and uh, my apologies to Josh from Midwest Meltdown. I did say your name right. But he said he was only a little bit upset about it. I know they were totally joking. But Josh, I'm like, Zach and Josh, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I was very stressed. I could have just literally pulled it up on Instagram. You could have, but you chose not to. It's fine. And also, we have a special human here with us. Special human. Special human. human. My friend Kat is going to be listening us babble. Hey! Hi! This is my cat. <laughs> and yes, we're probably going to make her take a picture with us and we'll post her. Yes. <laughs> but yes, she's all the way from California. Hey! Where Shauna is from. It's true. I don't know if you guys remember that. It's fine. But yes, she's here visiting from my, because my birthday, as officially, well, it'll be a few days ago from when this is posted, but was yesterday. The 22nd, y'all. Yes, and I did wish Kelsey a happy birthday, and she wished me a happy birthday, and she said she was going to drink five drinks for me, so I appreciate her. Um, And then also, to add to our excitement, we have a new country, Bolivia. Hey, Bolivia. We have a Bolivian listener, and I'm like, that's fucking rad. Yeah. So, um... 
If Thank you. Hi. <laughs> so that puts us at 48 countries, which... And apparently we still need Wyoming. Yeah. Yes, for yeah, whatever. Wyoming just won't register and won't get its life together and won't show up. So if my mom's friend listens to this, you have failed your mission. And I'm very <laughs> sad. <laughs> We're in all 49 states. That's amazing. But Wyoming. But we know we oh, had But we right had there. someone listen there. But it's just not my mom literally reached out to one of her like classmates and was just like, hey, will you please listen to my daughter's podcast? She just needs a listener in Wyoming to show up. And he listened. I don't know how long he listened. I don't know what Anchor's criteria is because it's been acting kind of wonky doodle lately anyways. But you failed. You failed me, friend. No, okay. you didn't fail. It just failed to <laughs> it failed to register. You as a listener. I think she Wyoming. told him to listen again, and I think he was going to. So I don't know. It could be just a glitch on Anchor's part, because I remember my friend uh, Lauren in Arizona. She's like, you don't have any listeners in Arizona, but I'm here. Literally, like, three days later, it finally registered that Arizona was listening. So, hmm. internets, man. But So um, if you know anybody in Wyoming, other listeners, let them... Let them or provide our link and have them listen, please. Please. And then also, you know, if you're in Alaska, please still go listen to the Weekly Variety. They haven't posted a new episode yet, but yeah, still jonesing for that Alaskan listener. And I know we have a handful of cities that listen. But okay, now to get down to the things that we're here to talk about. Um, my child is present, but he's on his phone and then on my phone he's on a phone he doesn't have his own phone here and then my dog who i know you can hear breathing excessively hard zoe she's here so we've got all the audience members today it's pretty great zoe's going under the knife tomorrow yeah my poor baby she's got this little bump on her head and it's got just kind of gotten bigger over the last two years it's she's an offset unicorn Uh and she's but i'm taking her to the vet tomorrow i'll uh i'll post an update about her Cause she's just a good girl. She's mm-hmm. about eight years old, roughly. Ooh, she's making that. Aunt Sean is rubbing her <laughs> neck, and she's like, "Yes, I love when they make that that little lip face." She's like, "Yes, that's what Rue does whenever I rub her butt." Yes. That is Shauna's dog, not like touching someone's butt and making them right. feel happy. <laughs> just my boo thing, hey baby. Okay, anyways. So we are here. This is um, another Nate episode because you, Nate. Nate is the freaking bee's knees. Nate is one of our Twitter followers, and he oh. suggests a whole bunch of women killer cases. Yes. Very yeah. Cool. It's, his, it's his jive, so I love Nate. He's the he's fucking tits. <laughs> so this lady we're going to be talking about today, her name is Teresa Wilson Bean Lewis. Bean. Bean. Yeah, that's, that's her maiden name is Bean. That's interesting. Or, okay. yep. Or Maybe. no, she... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Go for it. This devil? Yeah, I don't care. Um, so she was born April twenty sixth, nineteen sixty nine. Sorry, I always think of nice. the the even Stevens episode, and she forgets to do a project on going to the moon, and so she literally just sings about going to the moon in nineteen sixty nine. All right. Okay, fun facts. Mama, I'll do the game still. Okay. Um, okay, so it says, Teresa grew up in poverty in Danville, Virginia. Hi, Virginia listeners, what up? Um, where her parents both worked in a text- textile mill. I don't know why I feel like I said that wrong, but I know I didn't. I'm fine. Um, Teresa sang in, uh, in a church during her youth. At 16, she ends up dropping out of school and gets married to a man that she met at church. They ha- um, end up having a little girl. Her name is Christy Lynn Bean. Um, but the marriage ended in divorce, after which Teresa turned to alcohol and painkillers, you know, because that's got how you have to suppress your sadness. It's just a healthy way to deal with things. Um, her mother-in-law, Mary uh, Marie Bean, described Teresa as not right, which we're going to come to find out, come to find out later that her IQ levels are not super high. Like, and I know I showed you the picture of her. You can just, yeah. So anyways, um, after migrating between between dozens of low-paying jobs, um, Teresa eventually found work in the spring of 2000 at the Dan River Textile... See, I said textile earlier, now I'm saying textile. I don't know, I'm fine. Mill, where her... I'm going to leave now. That was the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Where her supervisor was Julian Clifton Lewis Jr., I even said Lewis weird. 
right. I'm leaving. Keep going. I'm just going to leave my nope. own house. Nope. Keep going. I'm fine. Um, he was a recent widower with three kids named Jason, Charles, and Kathy. Um, Teresa and her 16-year-old daughter, Christy, moved into his home in June of 2000, and they were married soon after. Okay, so daughter has... Okay. Yeah. Just keep in track. So there's four kids total, three stepkids, and then her, her daughter. So... Um, in December of 2001, uh, Julian's oldest son, Jason, ends up getting killed or ends up dying in a car accident, mm-hmm. which um, he was ended up leaving his dad $200,000 from a life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I mean, I, uh, mm-hmm. that plays Is a lot it into Is it fishy? Uh, not the car accident, no. But um, Julian ends up using that money to buy a manufactured home on um, some land in Pittsylvania County in Virginia. Not Pennsylvania. Pittsylvania. 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 Like armpits, because that's what Teresa kind of... Anyways, so um, in August of 2002... I love that description. (laughs) (laughs) She's definitely an armpit, or a pickled goat, as Arlo would say. Mm -hmm. Um, In August of 2002, Julian's younger son, Charles, um, ends up getting a $250,000 insurance policy on himself because he was getting ready to... um, he joined the United States Army Reserve and was getting ready to go on deployment in Iraq. So it was just kind of a preventive thing. Gotcha. So okay. his family would be able to take care of him if, you know, something happens or to him. Themselves. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Charles designated his father as the primary recipient and then Teresa as the secondary because apparently, I mean, things seem to be good for them. You know, their relationship's pretty solid. Okay. So, until it wasn't. Okay. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> you've never listened to this podcast before. Yeah. I mean, it's called Bloody Babbles for a reason. Um, in the fall of 2002, Teresa ends up meeting a 21-year-old kid. I say kid because I'm old now because I'm 28. Um, Fuck off. God damn it. Right. I like saying that because I, I never know what Shauna's going to say back. That's my favorite thing. Um, she meets 21-year-old Matthew... I'm going to guess Schallenberger is how you say his name. And 19-year-old Rodney Fuller. I think he goes by his middle name Lamont, though, because that's what they refer to him later on um, down in the notes. Okay. Um, so they 21? ended up 21 and 19 okay. babies. Okay. Um, at, they met at a Walmart because, you know, that's where everyone meets in Danville. <laughs> if you live in Dodge City, Kansas, that's where everyone Literally fucking is. meets. <laughs> Only place to hang out. Yes. Especially if you're sober. Okay, so she's still married to, uh, crap, what was his name? That was terrible. Julian. But she ends up starting a very sexual relationship with both of these boys. Okay, and, so she's, how so old do we know? So this is 2002, so 69, 79, 89, 99, 09. No, 99. So she'd be 33. 33. Yeah, because it's in the fall, so she'd be 33. Yay for smart people who can do math fast. I had my moment. Uh, I was in quite 30s. I was almost in my 30s, and I had a moment with a youngin. Not an underage youngin, but a... Yeah, I had my, significantly. I had a wee-hoo. My first husband was wee-hoo, a wee-hoo. <laughs> still got it in me, right on them youngins like me. I mean, These uh, of-age youngins, youngins like me. <laughs> Plural, it was one. It's fine. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, you guys aren't that far apart no, in age, I'm not, but I'm not well, about no, this. I know you're no. not talking about him, but I'm like, my brother, her husband, is a, is a couple years younger than her, so yeah, mm-hmm. go her. Woo, get them young kids <laughs> that are of age. Oh my god, facts and okay. consensual. <laughs> <laughs> this really got away from us. Um, so she's banging these kids and um, <laughs> of age, <laughs> of age children. They can consent. Um, anyways, in October of 2002, Charles ends up, um, who's Charles? <laughs> Charles. Oh, okay, that's one of, um, her husband's kids. Came home from a visit, oh, literally says right here, from army training in Maryland. On October 23rd, Schellenberger and Lamont were given $1,200 by Teresa to purchase firearms and ammunition to kill Julian Lewis, her husband, and his son for their insurance money. What? So, she's just all of a sudden... Gets this twist in her brain. Like I said, remember, she's a low-IQ'd human and is just influenced by money. But there's also these two young kids who are like, oh, remember, they've got these money on them. Let's get rid of them and we'll be rich and we can have this beautiful orgy all the time. Um, Beautiful orgies. (laughs) Beautiful orgies. Um, But, yeah. Uh, Their first attempt to kill Julian while on the road did not succeed. So I'm assuming 
um, that they tried to, like, run him off the road. Gross. Yeah. So, that was on October 23rd. So, seven days later, on the 30th, almost Halloween. Okay, sorry. Schallenberger and um, Fuller enter their Lewis's trailer through a back tour. <laughs> We probably were going to Teresa's back door, too. hey mm. Sorry. Um, that Teresa had left open. Mm. While she waited in the kitchen, um, the 21-year-old, uh, Matt, Matthew, he shot the sleeping Julian several times while Fuller shot Charles in his bedroom with a shotgun. So they were the two who actually complete these murders. Um, after discovering Charles was not dead, dear God, Fuller shot him twice more. So... The son ended up getting shot three times. Uh, Teresa waited 45 minutes before calling for help. And while waiting for the police to arrive, she removed money from her dying husband's wallet. Oh, she divided $300 with the two kids before they left. I'm going to say kids because they're fucking... Yeah, they don't... I don't know. I'm fine. However, sheriff's deputies arrived prior to Julian dying and heard him say, My wife knows who done this to me. While he, she had claimed the two had been killed by un, unidentified assailants in a home, eva- home invasion. Okay. So they staged it as just someone broke in the house and shot and killed them and took their money. Did they shoot her too? They should have. That would have been smarter. Yeah, sh- it, right. Like got her in the Shooting arm in the or arm leg, leg or something. Yeah. Or her face. Um, anyways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Between the ice. I'll be fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Um, shortly after, Teresa was caught attempting to withdraw $50,000 from her dead husband's account. with How a soon? Fo- um, it was sort of just not Very literally good. days after um, with a forged check because, yeah, that adds up. And so because of her state of mind and not thinking and everything. Yeah, um, no, her state of mind seems pretty fucking fine. She, cause she, she's planning these murders. I don't low IQ or not. She's not fucking dumb. Sorry, yep. keep going. Uh, within a week, she confessed to law enforcement no, no, officers that she... Unplug this off. Okay, okay you can turn it off. Unplug it. Just un... Yeah. Okay. But I don't want it to be loud, so there you go. Um, sorry. I had to take off my child's headphones. Um, so she confesses to law enforcement that she had offered money to have her husband killed, basically saying she hired hitmen. During the investigation... For $150 each? Yep. Jesus. Well, our... Because she said she got the... Well, I mean... Oh, well, she, well, right well, she gave them 1200 to buy the guns and ammunition to kill them first off, so they probably got to keep the change. Mm. <laughs> Not that that's relevant. Mm. I'm laughing because I'm stressed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... And it's just... I'm fine, I'm leaving, bye. During the investigation, prosecutors found that Lewis had been trying to gather the assets of her late husband and stepson even before they had been buried. Wow. So she was trying so hard to get that insurance money sent to her. Because that's what, $250,000 plus whatever her husband's was? That's probably on the upwards of... Close to half a million. Half a million dollars right there. So she's probably going to give them like a hundred grand each, I would assume. No, not if she's not smart. Well, I know, but this is, I don't know what she promised them. I know, we don't know, it's fine. I don't know. So during the murder trial, the judge deemed Lewis was the master, um, she was the mastermind behind the crime and called her the head of this serpent, which I think that's just, that's quotes. That's beautiful. That's, I think that's gorgeous. Uh, Barbara Haskins, who was a court-appointed, board-certified forensic psychiatrist, Mm. (sighs) had to catch my breath, stated that cognitive testing showed a full-scale IQ of 72, her verbal IQ was 70, and her performance IQ was 79. Mama. Yes, baby. Are you taking pictures? Oh, my God. Dr. Haskins also stated that Teresa Lewis was and is able to make a plea agreement and enter pleas. <laughs> Lewis's lawyer stated that. Yeah. She, okay, Arlo, I gotta. You gotta stop taking pictures of me. Um, lawyer stated that quote: "She's not mentally retarded, but she is very, very close to it." But she unquote. had a, she, her mind is cognitive enough to be able to put this plan yeah. in action and do it, and know that she's going to get. She. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Those boys were really enabling her, though. If were you think they, about or it. was she enabling them? Hey, I'm married. I want you to murder my husband and his son, and I will give you money. Yeah, or were they putting the thoughts in her mind? 
with just with how low she is. Like it, it yeah. could have just they could have bounced back off. I don't know what their IQ levels were. Yeah, they don't talk much about um, what these guys were doing. And, and on top of that, like it says, she's got a low IQ. Lewis said her lawyer did have an addiction to pain pills, and she was diagnosed with dependent personality disorder. Which I looked on that and what that meant. It's mm-hmm. just basically relying on other people. What you're saying mm-hmm. is um, for to someone to coach her through to do and act on certain things. So I think Kat's right. <laughs> I think she's... Kat has taken my job, guys. This will be my last episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to do it uh, via Zoom from here on out. No, but... Google me. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, but by three different forensic psychology experts um, that said that she had this personality disorder. Okay, so pause for the cause, okay. as Shauna would say. Um... Have you, I know in your profession, mm-hmm. um, have you worked with, you've worked with like yes, cognitively de- like deficient I was, people. I was a life skills instructor for adults with developmental and physical disabilities. Yes. Okay. So that's, so her insight yeah. is actually kind of perfect for this case. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so she's not replacing, just enhancing our podcast today. And I can say that having worked with people who do have lower IQs, they are very influenced about the thoughts and opinions from other people. Like, they just want to fit in. Mm-hmm. They just want to be loved. Mm-hmm. And if those boys were feeding into that, paying attention to her, maybe she wasn't quite feeling like her husband was giving her as much attention as she wanted. Maybe right. they were making her feel young and, and sexy. Yeah, and, I mean, like, because there's, like, good 20-ish years between them. Yeah. Like... But I'm sure they were just taking advantage of her. If her IQ verbally was only 70, yeah. then you know that she, obviously she's not going to sound like she's all that poignant yeah. right, when she's talking to people. Right. So they, you can tell almost immediately. Yeah. Bananas. So, um, <clears throat> so it goes into... Uh, where they go to court and everything, defense attorneys thought that the evidence against Lewis, Lewis, I'm fine, against Teresa was overwhelming and advised her to plead guilty to the capital charges in order to avoid a jury um, and hope that the judge would show some leniency since um, she had been cooperating with the investigators. However, she was sentenced to death Mm. in this case, even though she... Wasn't the one who pulled the trigger. Not that... I Okay. Um, since under Virginia law, multiple murders with within a three-year period are subject to the death... Uh, are subject to the death penalty. How about um, the boys? The two co-conspirators who actually did the shooting um, were sentenced to life imprisonment at separate trials. That's interesting. So she gets death even though she didn't pull the trigger and they just but get life... because she coordinated it? Coordinated it and, and provided makes the... Makes it premeditated. Yeah, right? and she gave them the money to buy what they needed, so... Virginia don't fuck around. Um, <laughs> um, she was granted um, an automatic review by the Supreme Court of Virginia, which rejected the argument that it was unfair to execute Lewis while the co-conspirators got life sentences, mm-hmm. as well as rejecting Lewis's challenges to the constu- oh my God, constitutionality of Virginia's death penalty law. Lewis was placed on death row at the, I'm going to guess, Fluvanna. Sure. Fluvanna Correctional Center for Women in Troy, Virginia. Um, And her daughter, Christy Bean, served five years because she knew about the plan but failed to report it. Oh, jeez, Louise. Yeah, so everybody went to jail. But, I mean, like... Wow, the daughter knew? I didn't think, I don't... for she totally was in my head one moment and then gone as you continued yeah. the story. Like I yeah. knew she had a daughter and I even said, Okay, so she was sixteen and then it was like out of my brain. So the right. fact that you just brought it Wow. Yeah, so she had to serve as well. Jeez, um, so that was did that say when that happened? Do, do, do. This all happened pretty darn fast. Like it wasn't like a long drawn out trial like well, some cases. Long, she turned herself in. And yes, they said she was cooperating. Did, yeah, so Teresa she, was, she, yeah. Yeah, Teresa. <laughs> She's, uh, her face is unsettling. Well, I mean, you can't help the way your face looks. No, I know. <laughs> That's why a lot of people always think that I'm so mad or sad because I'm like, I know, it's just my face. <laughs> it's just how I look, guys. Xavier <laughs> is asking me, do I have resting bitch face? She, like, she can sometimes, for sure. Is that according to your aunt? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> That's just her personality. Uh, 
Anyways, um, so in November of 2004, so this all went down in 2002. So I guess there was a little bit of time between um, the actual crime and then court, because I know it takes a while in court proceedings and everything to get, get the ball rolling. Um, a private investigator met Schallenberger at the Wallens Ridge State Prison in Big Stone Gap, Virginia, on behalf of Lewis. He wrote that in a partially transcribed affidavit, um, this is, quote, Teresa was in love with me. She was very eager to please me. She was also not very smart. Schallenberger was the 21-year-old or the 19-year-old? He is the 21-year-old, Matthew. So, well, like Kat said, like, she just, she was very much in love with him, but he he could even tell that she wasn't intelligent like um however um in that same affidavit he tore off and ate parts of the document that he had signed and he said what um what will happen what what will happen will happen and then he ended up um completing suicide at the prison in 2006 oh my so just so a couple years after they did it and so he would have been i'm sorry like i don't i just i kind of feel like well yeah, he'd have been, like, 24, Good. 25. I don't mean to, to ruffle any foot, but, I mean, obviously the guilt overtook him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so... I mean, tax dollars are keeping him in there for life. I, you know, like, yeah. this lady was killed. You took... It's, you know, it sounds like Kat was 100% on the nose with that, that they took Boop. advantage yep. of this person's mental... Capability and capability, yeah, yeah, and um, well, like they said, the dependent again, not that that makes her any less of a monster, it doesn't make her guiltless at all, right? Right, Right. but so because we had another case that we talked about, it was a while, a while, a while, a while, a while ago, and the his his cognitive levels were like at a 45, yeah, but Ed Gein. No, we haven't covered it again. That's a big, that's a big, that's a big one. <laughs> that may be actually one of our, maybe our first Patreons. I've been starting to think about those. Um, but no, it was, I think it was the Kansas case. I think he was the one who killed Bertha Martinez and Nancy Shoemaker. And like they said, he literally crawled into the lap of the police officer and sobbed into his shoulder just, and he got, he's like, I, he got upset because one of his cellmates was moved or ended up being let out or something he left and he's just like my friend left me and he would always make sure i'd get crayons when i could color when we'd go to the art room he'd always get my favorite box of crayons like he just but he still did what he did like right he just just i don't know well it's the impulse control that they're lacking yeah okay yeah See, brilliant. I am so glad you're here. You need to be here more. You're going to start, we're going to start Google meeting all the time. <laughs> I'll be like, all right, girl, what time works for you? <laughs> I mean, it's only seven your time, so you'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm just going to just decide your life for you. You're welcome. Okay, sorry. So um, over 7,300 appeals for clemency were re- were reportedly sent to Virginia Governor Bob McDonnell. Um her reporters or supporters stated that Lewis is deeply remorseful and a model prisoner. Um, she helps fellow inmates cope with their circumstances, which I mean, with that low, she just wants people to love her. Like she just uh, a monster and a, I don't even know. Like a child. Yeah, exactly. Just, she molds to whatever it fits her situation at that time. Um, her father, um, okay. Her father, Melvin Wilson Sr., testified how Lewis took care of her invalid mother prior to her death. Lewis stated herself that I just want the governor to know that I'm so sorry, deeply from my heart, and if I could take it back, I would in a minute. I just wish that I c- could take it back, and I'm sorry for all the people that I've hurt in the process. Um, on September 17th, 2010, so this would be about seven and a half, eight years after, um, McDonald decided, uh, McDonnell, sorry, decided not to stop her um, Lewis's upcoming execution, stating, quote, having carefully reviewed the, pe- <laughs> the petition for clemency, the judicial opinions in this case, and other relevant materials, I find no compelling reason to set aside the sentence that was imposed by the circuit court and affirmed by all reviewing courts. So she could have got pardoned, but didn't. Um, her attorneys filed motions um, with the U.S. Supreme Court to stay to stay the execution, which means to just, um, like, put it off mm-hmm. and, I think, to maybe eventually be able to appeal it. But those were denied on September 21st, 2010. 
Dissenting justices Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Sonia Sotomayor indicated that they would have granted a stay. So the two ladies, R.I.P. Ruth mm -hmm. and Sonia, you awesome too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they said they would have granted her a stay just to be able. I don't know. I think to deep dive more into her psyche. I don't. I don't know. I just, I just feel like if the people who actually did the the killing itself didn't have to be put in the same situation that Lewis did, even though she was the plotter, mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense to me. If yeah. she was going to get the death penalty, then all three of them should have. Yeah. Especially, especially for someone with an IQ deficit, like right. it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And there's been, I know there's there was a case recently of a lady who not that long ago she got executed too and had she had low iq and they said with her cognitive and just her being in like a psychiatric treatment place for the rest of her life like it it would have been fine for her but they still went ahead and she ended up being executed but yeah it's a, just laws man oh, Nate, this is a doozy buddy and no Thank God for cat. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think like, it would have been quite this in depth to I see a whole it. different, so much. different side of um, different side it. of the uh, bloody babbles. Okay, so uh, Teresa's last meal ended up being two fried chicken breast, sweet peas with butter, a Dr Pepper. All right, I feel that. And Mama an, was some cake. <laughs> an apple pie for dessert, and then cake for Arlo. Mm -hmm. um, go get a cupcake upstairs. Bogan. You can go have a cupcake upstairs. Go tell Grandma. You can take my phone. Okay. No, I'm not sleep. You're gonna go to sleep. You look like no. you're about to. Yeah. Well, you were playing in water. But yeah, that was her final meal. Um, Lewis addressed her stepdaughter Kathy, who hey, came to witness her. Huh? Well, grandma should just be upstairs. Just go check upstairs, baby. If not, you, then you can look for her outside. Um, Kathy. Okay. Sorry. Lewis addressed stepdaughter Kathy, who came to witness her execution, to apologize for killing her brother and father. And these are her last words. I just want Kathy to know that I love you and I'm very sorry. Um, she spent her last hours praying and singing hymns, but those were her last, like, just words, words. Lewis was executed on September 23rd, 2010 at 9 p.m. by lethal injection at Greensville Correctional Center near Jarrett. Um, this made her the 12th woman to be executed in the U.S. since the death penalty was reinstated in 1976. She was the first woman to be executed in Virginia by lethal injection. It had been since 1912 that a woman had been executed in the state. That woman's name was Virginia Christian, who died in the electric chair. Lewis was also the first woman to be executed in the U.S. since Frances Newton in 2005 in the state of Texas, and the second woman to be executed since serial killer Eileen Wernos in 2002 in the state of Florida. And then she ended up being cremated after her execution. Yeah. Well, I can say... But, uh, I, I'm glad she got lethal injection over having to be electrocuted. Right. Because, you know, that's like when you put an animal to sleep, there's no pain. Yeah. They just, they, they just, Eventually they just go. Eventually their body just, they just they shuts just, down, yeah, yeah, and they're just I gone. I believe it's like sleep. I mean, granted, you know what's happening or what's about to happen, but like. Right. Because, yeah, if it had been lethal, I mean, excuse me, if it had been... Um, Electric chair? That yeah. can take a little bit. Yeah. Depending on the person. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. There's that. The electric chair is really inhumane, Wonderful. honestly. Yes. Yeah. It's just, I'm glad it's not... But then again, I'm, there's some cases where I'm like, nah, hang those bitches. <laughs> there's some cases where I'm like, put them in the fucking electric chair and start mm -hmm. with their toes. But, like... Yeah. I, but or, but not I. I this is it's a very thing. it's a very gray area for just that concept, because I know, well I we've talked about the Car Brothers last episode with our people who encountered them in different ways, and they're getting ready to go up in court. I think this coming week. Is it to, this? I thought it was uh, June. Okay, or maybe so. it is June. Well, I mean June's literally next week. Um, Within the next couple of weeks, where the Carr brothers are going up to appeal their death sentence. And we are going to be covering them very, very soon. Because that is a very, very close to home literally. case. Literally happened in where I was born, Dodd City. We mentioned that earlier. I've already circulated where I live, so come find me. And care. then you also stated that you were wrong. Oh, yeah. And I put that in the show notes, too, that we when we had talked about the um, Carr brothers and I had said they had only killed three people, I I was misinformed. It, or not misinformed. I just didn't remember. It was five because I forgot that there was a librarian that they ended up going and um, killing. But we're going to we're going to 
that's going to be it's going to be a multi-parter um and guys okay so this is the 25th that you guys are all hearing this now so next week is june 1st and that is our birthday when me bloody babbles birthday so then put it in the trash Goodness. I like that you at least took a bite of it. I'm Good actually job. kind of proud of that. Well, because I didn't want to eat it. Yeah, you need new pants. Okay, we'll go take off your shoes and socks too. You probably need to change those also, babe. Okay, well, you still got to take them off to change your pants, you goombert. Um, there, there's just a little bit after. Um, like the state got involved um, or the U.S. started a debate about her execution and other parts of the world concerning capital punishment and more specifically the application of death sentences on women in murder cases. Uh, Richard, I'm going to guess it's Dieter, Dieter, sure, executive of the Death Penalty Information Center argued that, quote, so few women are involved in more heinous murders that when they are, they cause greater offense than if they had been men. Virginia's attorney general really pushed the the fact that she had committed adultery with a co-defendant and that she was somehow dishonored and should be looked down upon. Oh, boy. Okay, Ken, I'm going to guess Cuccinelli. Hey. Cuccinelli. Hey. hey. <laughs> the Attorney General of, Gen uh, of General... Oh, my God, I didn't say vagina. It's Virginia. Hey. General Vagina. General of the Vagina. Cuccinelli Vagina <laughs> had stated... <laughs> I'm so sorry, Ken Cuccinelli. Had stated that the brutal nature of the crimes themselves, as well as Lewis's callous, manipulating, adulterous, greedy, eg egregious behavior, justified the death sentence. Yeah, we're playing Mad Libs. That was a lot of adjectives. I know. <laughs> and I'm really glad I said egregious right, because I've heard it. Well. I've heard it used in other places, and I knew how to pronounce it. It's gummy. Yay. Um, thousands of supporters argued that her death sentence should have been commuted to life imprisonment. Lewis's attorney, uh, James... Oh, okay. Cool. James Rocap said, A good and decent person is about to lose her life because of a system that is broken. It is grossly unfair to impose the death sentence on her while Schallenberger and Fuller received life. Her low IQ also became a matter of discussion. Um, so I'm going to start that over because I had to uh, edit something. Um, her low IQ had also been a matter of discussion with supporters citing this as a reason she should have not been sentenced to death. Legal novelist John Grisham echoed those sentiments and argued that evidence indicated Schallenberger, who had an IQ of 113, was the actual mastermind. Um, he's the one who ended up... Um, the 21-year-old. Yeah, he's yeah, the one okay. who completed suicide. Um, Grisham quoted from an affidavit by co-conspirator co Rodney Lamont Fuller. As between Mrs. Lewis and Schallenberger, Schallenberger was definitely the one in charge of things, not Mrs. Lewis. Well, especially because he said that... You want this shirt? Then how come you got a shirt and pants? Because he was the one who said that, you know, she was just going with... Everything I told her, she was in love with me. She wanted, right. she wanted to please me. Like, so you don't want this shirt? On? So he literally said that. Yes, this one. Yeah, like that was that was uh, in the part of the affidavit that he wrote. I yeah. Teresa was in love with me. That's okay. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody did in this case. Okay. It's mommy cleaned it up. <laughs> Teresa was in love with me she was very eager to please me and she was also not very smart and then he ended up taking bites out of that affidavit after he signed it because he's a fuckhead so I caught that part and yeah. I was like what is wrong with this guy why, why the hell is he but he had, a, he had an IQ almost 40 points higher than her so he's a sociopath yeah but like I think it was just greed more than anything I mean he's 21 you're getting offered probably a hefty amount like well, I just, I wonder how that subject came up in the first place. How did yeah. he find out that there was these big life insurance policies? Right. Like, well, they met just at Walmart, and then she, maybe they just showed her Brought some. up about the one son who had died? Maybe. In a car accident? Oh, maybe they're like, That's oh. a good, yeah. Oh, that could have been a, a way into it. That's a good for segue, sure. yeah. Okay. I didn't, I didn't think about that. See? Boom. All of that. I got um, my job back! Yay! <laughs> She's not fired. Not before our one year. Um, Iranian President Mahmoud. Oh, mm -hmm. God. Ahmadinejad. Shh, just spell it. 
<laughs> I already said it. Okay. It looks like Ahmad and Jad. There's like 12 Ds, guys. There's one D. It's Ahmad. I N E Jad. Okay. Bye. Cited. I'm so sorry. Um, cited the case to denounce Western media coverage of a woman in Iran whose name I can't say. Um, sentenced to death by stoning for not responding with similar outrage over Lewis's impending execution. No, sorry. Was sentenced to death for by stoning for adultery. Whew, I skipped a whole sentence. He, I was like, hang on a second. No, I'm sorry. He claimed the media's heavy propaganda campaign was perpetrating a double standard by not responding with similar outrage over Lewis's impending execution. Executive Director Larry Cox of Amnesty International... Um, which opposes the death penalty under all circumstances, stated, proceeding with this execution would come dangerously close to violating the U.S. Constitution, which prohibits capital punishment for those with, quote, mental retardation. I don't like saying that word. I'm so sorry. A precedent established thanks to Atkins versus Virginia, which is another case. But that is concludes that freaking doozy of a case. That was buck wild. It was. And Kat, I'm really glad you were here to give us some much needed insight from a a case like this because I had gotten notes and I wasn't prepared for them so I only got to briefly overview this case before we started but now I'm like it just it brings me back to that uh, Bertha Martinez I can't even remember the guy's name but not that that's important but um, yeah just how low like I think we, we've mentioned it before and, and every other serial killer true crime podcast you'll hear about like either they're really f- close to being brilliant like mm-hmm. IQs of 140, 150, 160 or they're some of them are on the lower spectrum and just kind of just end up doing what they do. I don't even know. Well, either way like the higher end of the IQ spectrum and the lower end of the IQ spectrum you get that um, lack of impulse control. Mm-hmm. So well, I think that's where bit? that kind well, of comes out. You know, they, they like to indulge themselves, well, especially, you know, on the higher end okay. of the IQ spectrum. Huh. It's bananas. I just... I want to deep dive into... Can we just... Can we not do the rabbit hole and I just want to talk to you? Yes. <laughs> that's fine. I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, your in- insight is very much... Uh, Appreciate it today. <laughs> what were Just, you going to say? Sorry. Um, I forgot. <laughs> Talking about one end of the spectrum versus the other. Yeah. Low IQ, high IQ. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, oh, it's like no, it completely left my brain. This arrowhead water tastes like mothballs. Gross. Don't sponsor us. Thanks. That was <laughs> weird. And that was sealed. Uh, not okay. Good. Ew. But. But about being, um, oh, schnikes, uh, self, oh, oh we're talking so, about impulsiveness. Um, when yeah. I was in high school, I would, I, I am kind of on the higher end of the IQ spectrum, not to toot my own horn. Toot it, toot, toot, toot but, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we will toot it for you. <laughs> when I was in high school, I was in this program called the Gifted Program, mm-hmm. which is yeah. for more, you know, the intelligent children. and Can't relate. I I had a cousin who worked in the special education department, right? And one day she happened to be going through her files and she found my file in the special education department because technically gifted falls under special education. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. She automatically assumed, because she didn't know anything about the gifted program, she assumed that I had, like, some kind of developmental disability or something like that. Wow. (laughs) Thanks, cousin. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But, like, it falls under the same spectrum because a lot of these, like, kids have a lot of the same behaviors. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. Um, Like I said, it all comes back to that impulse control. So, like, okay, I don't know how to word it right. So, maybe if I, as I start saying it, it'll make sense. I I can, okay. So, you think of... um, not Leonard. Uh, from Big Bang. Oh, Sheldon. Sheldon. Okay, Sheldon. so Sheldon. Sheldon is obviously autistic. Like, that's very clear. Right, and, 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 and plus having the, 
crazy high IQ, mm-hmm. the character he plays. So, like, if, if, if Sheldon was truly not a character, but a... Yeah. A, 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 a true or being. Or, like, his boothing, yeah. Amy Farrah Fowler, who is a neuroscientist in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So, but because uh, of with, with that crazy high IQ and that intelligence of not... Um, is, is it more of the aut- autism of not being able to socialize so well, or is it just because being um, not so much do you know what I'm trying to say the social yeah, how yeah. He could well actually it? you'll find that a lot of those really really intelligent people are autistic gotcha yeah. they're autistic yeah. or they have something called Asperger's mm-hmm. um, and that really takes that social barrier and just kind of pff, it's not there like in their minds it's it's non-existent they don't like, have yeah, social they don't have that filter like, don't exist yeah okay and they don't pick up on the social cues. They don't understand, like, facial expressions or emotions and stuff like that. Um, and that definitely comes into play with serial killers, obviously. Right, 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 right. Those ones who who are not technically diagnosed as being, like, a sociopath or a psychopath. Oh, we talked about psychopaths on one episode. And I blurted it out because it was very similar to... Um, this, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and I me. yelled it. No, not to you, Boogie. <laughs> not you. But I yelled it, and she's like, well, we're going to have to edit that out. And we <laughs> ended up, there's a sound on Anchor that I use when I, and it goes, yay! <laughs> so instead of a sensor bleep, I've used that. But yeah, we talked about psychopaths and, like, their traits. and Socio. No, it was, it was psychopaths. But with that, Oh, well, like, it was kind of like, just, it talked about both. But right. yeah, talking just about psychopaths and, like... And, well, another person in our, both of our lives that has those very same tendencies, like the, oh, what was me? The victim. The victim yeah. mentality, mm-hmm. always and forever, yeah. can yeah. do no wrong, bullshit. I know. Like, so. a really good example of someone who is hyper-intelligent, yeah. but more of, like, a psychopath, mm-hmm. and not the autistic, is, like, Ted Bundy, yes. for example. Mm-hmm. Like him with his massive ego, he just thought that he could get away with whatever he wanted because he was just so much smarter than everybody. And else. those notorious okay. killers like that, they like and uh, but listen. that okay. Not sorry, sorry for those. I'm not. I'm not saying anything about our former president. I won't. Whatever. <laughs> but he's like that. I'm not saying he's a killer. But I mean that that ego. Oh, that crazy. Mm-hmm. So, so that 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 character that's sociopathic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Just making okay. sure. Okay. Right. So. I, I could do that for sure. But, like, a lot of, like, listening to a lot of different, well, especially listening to Morbid, because those girls do such a phenomenal job in their deep dives of um, cases. But, like, some of them just keep going. Like, they, I remember there's this one case of this guy. He, well, it wasn't murder yet. And it was repeated rapes is what he ended up doing. And he would go to jail for, he would get sentenced like seven, eight years, and he'd only go serve six to eight months, yeah. months. And and it was little children, girls that he was, yeah. oh, sorry. But it's like the lack of accountability but, too. Like yeah. they realize, oh, I can get away with it. So I'm, what's stopping me? Yeah. Right. That's like, I didn't watch the documentary, but they, that's like the guy, don't fuck with cats. Oh, oh I haven't watched that. It's good. I haven't. I'm it's, scared. No, watch it. Is it good? <gasps> don't be scared. I know. It let me Little Miss Love that's, score. That's no. what my problem is. No, no, I don't no, want to no, see no. the cat video. No, it doesn't. No, 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 no. Okay. No. You, don't, you don't see that. And if you did, it would have been in the beginning and I would have looked away because I don't remember it. Right. But I, she's I a huge kitty cat lover, too. Mm-hmm. So That's literally what Arlo called. Uh, cat when I told her she was he was coming I was like my friend Cat's coming over like a kitty cat yes. I'm like no she's like a real human person her name is Cat that's what we call but it. no it's but anyways, it's, but it's yeah. worth watching it's been okay. a while because I think we watched yeah it. anyway oh, but it's it's definitely worth chair. watching Grandma it, it, for sure yeah. and especially with the job you used to or you still have I work in elder care now okay yeah okay. so she yeah. But how interesting! Like I can only imagine that that insight that that insight that you already have with the knowledge that you've you've been you've learned, girl. Oh, I just there's so many like I'd love to watch certain shows or documentaries with you and be like, and your take now. <laughs> so when are you coming back? We need to start planning these documentaries out so you can break it down for us. Yes, poor fellow. No, it's just. It's, it uh, blows me away. I like it's it. Just... No, because I would have been so one-sided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think as, this as you have... started telling more, though, obviously it started showing that other yeah. stuff, but I, I really appreciate it. That was really cool. Like breaking it down for us people who are not apparently on the, your IQ level. 
<laughs> I'm gonna toot my own sad horn. <laughs> no. I'm not dumb, but I'm not smart out sometimes either. You're but anyways, I'm fine. I'm just here. I can't even read. You know, it's fine. It's oh, great. Stop. You heard me fumble. What was it? I couldn't say. A lot of people can't read out loud. What was even worse, it was when me and Kelly started the podcast and I'd handwrite my notes. I eventually started typing them because it's just easier for like transferring quotes and things like that. But like, I'm like, I don't know what that says. Or I literally had a full... Oh! I heard that too, Arlo Gross. Someone's got a tootie booty. You and Zoe both. But um, I couldn't read my own handwriting. I'm like, this is terrible. But, yes. All right. Wow. Well, bloody Babylonians. I hope you guys enjoyed that case. Nate, you really threw us a doozy on that Nate, one. we truly thank you so much for all of your, your your many, many, many cases you've, you've, you've told us to go look into, and we have, and we've died. And in. I'm gonna. It's yeah. gonna be... I was. I want to say it would be not as. It'll be more detailed, but I'm like this was actually a pretty damn good episode if I say so myself. Yeah. Toot toot. <laughs> this is the horn tooting episode. Yes. So I've decided. But um uh I think that's gonna wrap it up for us today, guys. Um, uh, fantasy and world music by the Fighters. Uh, check them out on YouTube. They do our intro sound. Um, uh, everywhere on social media, just look up Bloody Babbles Podcast and you'll find us. We're going to post a picture of Cat's uh, cute face with us because yes. she doesn't have a choice whether she likes it or not. Shout out to Dawn. Yes. We love you, Dawn. Keep keep fighting your can- your uh, cancer-beaten battle. Um, I believe, she, she, well, I know she just recently had her, I think that was her fourth round of chemo. Mm-hmm. And um, just just keep... Guys, Surgery just, hasn't isn't on... Not, not yet. Uh, okay. I know they've been working supposed on to happen, it. I believe next month. Okay. Um, so just keep sending her wellness uh, vibes and just uh, her body just keeps healing. And um, her daughter is having surgery here soon, and she just wants to be well for her daughter. So Aww, just that. send her, just send her all the good vibes and strength and healing, and, and just all the positive. Yeah, too. Yes. Um, that sweet girl. Dawn, we just we love we you love so and much. Appreciate you. We love you, we love you, More we love than you. words could ever express. So. Yes. Any okay. hoosers. Um, but yeah, that uh, takes care of that. So, guys, until next week, Babylon! Babylon. Woo! Hey, this is Mark Jolliffe, a.k.a. DJ Soundwave, host of the Infinite Banter podcast. want to welcome everybody listening to come check out my show, Infinite Banter. The topics are infinite, and I'll banter about anything from hip-hop music to TV to movies, wrestling, comic books. You name it, I've talked about it on this show. I've had guests like Hurokski from the Fat Boys and underground hip-hop acts like Dirt Platoon on the show. I've also had actor Joshua Michael from The Walking Dead, Tommy McLaughlin, director of Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, as well as independent wrestlers like Shaza McKenzie and Roxy, and legendary wrestlers like B. Brian Blair have all been on the show. So come check out Infinite Banter, where I'll talk about anything from TV to comic books to wrestling to hip-hop music. Listen to the show on all digital platforms, specifically Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Everywhere you hear podcasts, you'll hear the show Infinite Banter. So come check me out, the Infinite Banter Podcast.